He would, he would absolutely love to go. Oh, yeah. He was asking when he could go on a missions trip two weeks ago. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's, let's get rolling. Uh, I got a quick review from, from last week. I'm going to do it video format. Thanks to Tim and Claudia. Oh, it's on. You might have seen this in church. Hey, Christine, you're here too. I love you. I know. Dad, what's happening? <laughs> Honey, the power works. It's coming. It goes on and off. Whatever we want. We've got clean water. Yeah, so it was pretty good. Yeah, just a reminder from last week, or last week we had a lesson. Um, just talking, we talked a lot about coveting and, and being content in your life and really where we set our standard of living at and where we set our expectations at. A lot of times it tends to be, uh, you know, looking out at friends, family, other people, and really just saying, man, if I get there, that's where I'll be satisfied. That's where I'll be content. And what we went over was God's word says that, that we shouldn't compare ourselves to that. We should compare ourselves to what God said, which is a much lower standard of living um, just with to be content with. And this helped with that to me. I mean, you're talking about being happy with electricity and water. I mean, I think how disappointed I would be if I couldn't take a hot shower. Like that would definitely be a great Christmas present if all you had to do is take cold cold showers all the time. Yeah, we would use a lot less water, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> so, and on your sheet there, there was a quote from Charles Charles Caleb Colton. It said, "Wealth, after all, is a relative thing, since he has he that has little and wants less is richer than he that has much and wants more." Um, yeah, rich is relative, and so. Uh, okay, now on to budgeting. So, you know, I got an object lesson for budgeting. You know, sometimes that helps. I just got out of the children's ministry, so this stuff, I think about this all the time. But to me, budgeting, 
uh, for to get a picture in your mind, it's kind of like this uh, pitcher with the spigot on it for your, your bank account. So say the water is your money and the pitcher is your bank account, okay? And so uh, if I open this spigot up and I just let it run, how long is it gonna be before that water runs out? Quick. quick. Yeah, you don't have any idea exactly how quick, right? No, you just, you just run it out. Sometimes this is how our bank accounts are. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> you know, you don't, you have a little bit of an idea how much is in there. You kind of have an idea how long it'll last, you know, and you know what would be awesome? What I was thinking is budgeting is really easy because if I just let this run, I could just draw a line right here. And once it passes that line, then I'll just dump more water in. How about that? Fill it back up over the line. Oh, that easy. Yeah, you can't do that, right? It's a little more complicated than that, but it's not that complicated. Um, it's really a math problem, which I know some people hate math, hate math, but I, you can't use that as an excuse, I'm sorry, because we're going through math right now with Owen in, in uh, first grade, and he's basic, he's doing the level math that you need to do to budget. So, you know, <clears throat> if you know how many cups are in a, a gallon of water, which is 16, and I take, I take uh, two cups out, how many cups do I have left? 14, yeah. It's a little more complicated than that, but not much, honestly. Um, and so if this was our budget in our bank account, you know, you've got varying size cups that you're going to take out depending upon how big your expenses are. You got bigger cups, you know, and you keep taking money out. Eventually that's going to, eventually that's going to run out until the paycheck comes. and it fills it back up till the next time the paycheck comes. So uh, the better you understand how much is in there and then how much is coming out and when you are putting stuff back in, you're gonna be able to understand where your, your money's at. And so this gets really complicated if you start getting credit cards and you start trying to put money on various credit cards and then pay the credit cards off at the end of the month, it, it gets a lot more challenging to understand how much water you really have in your, uh, in your pitcher. So uh, take that into consideration. I would, if you can, you should get rid of credit cards. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we go into debt uh, here in a couple weeks. But <clears throat> so we'll keep that in mind. We'll, we'll reference back to that. Um, and so Dave Ramsey had a good quote, uh, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Uh, yeah, because you can, at the end of the month, you go, man, where'd all my money go? I don't know. Well, budgeting will help you understand where it went, even if you didn't like where it went. So, all right, let's <clears throat> open up in some prayer here. Father, we just thank you so much for your word, um, the opportunity to come here and just learn what it has to say about budgeting. Uh, Father, I pray that we would 
um, be open and willing to hear what you have to speak to us today. I pray that I would be out of the way, that your word would speak, um, because there's definitely some clear scripture that's going to help us um, understand the importance of budgeting and, and, and what that should look like in our lives. So I just I pray that uh, you'd help us out here, understand what, uh, what you would have for us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, in the Bible, there aren't really any specific sections of, of Scripture that outline budgeting or the value of it. Um, there's, you know, the 11th commandment isn't thou shalt budget. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> while it, it boils down, uh, what it boils down to are following the biblical principles of walking circumspectly, having prudence, being wise, and living diligent lives. And this, this is really where we can get our direction from. So the key way you will be able to control your money and make it work for you rather than you working for it is to make a monthly budget. Without doing this, it's very difficult to have an accurate picture of what's going on with your money and be able to make the best decision moving forward. So <clears throat> again, budgeting is, it's really walking circumspectly, being prudent, being wise, and being diligent in our lives. And there's tons of scripture on that. And so you'll, we'll, we're gonna go through, uh, it's gonna be a little bit like discipleship. <clears throat> Definitely gonna be a sword drill. First part's gonna be a little bit easier because we're gonna look and start in Proverbs. Um, so you can open up to Proverbs. Now. We'll start in Proverbs 21. Nope, sorry, Proverbs 10. All right, so why budget? What does it guard us against? So the first one's having a slack hand. So Proverbs 10.4 says, He becometh poor, that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Uh, slack hand, I, I, I like that. To me, that's, that's a very descriptive word. Um, and having a slack hand, it's like having a weak grip on things, um, being neglect, ne neglectful, n really not having intensity, and I think um, also of a slacker. You know what I mean? You call people a slacker. It's kind of funny because uh, Sammy's sitting in here the other day. He's my uh, I example. He was a slacker a little bit on uh, uh, reading comprehension, his reading comprehension test. He, the thing with slacking is it's not, you know, when you're, when you're running in a race and there's the last person and, you know, you call him a slacker, sometimes people try as hard as they can and they're still last. That is not a slacker, okay? The person that is, that's a slacker is somebody that doesn't have to end last, but chooses to anyways. So it's, they, don't, they don't take that effort, they don't take that um, <clears throat> really just to effort to try to win the race or to really finish the best they can, they, they kind of give up and, 
and uh, that was kind of the case in Sammy's test. He had definitely had the capability to do that, but uh, uh, ended up missing some some questions that were pretty easy. So he's not normally like that. He's usually very diligent in in his uh, testing and does a good job with math especially um, so yeah so slacker and what the bible says <clears throat> he becometh poor that dealeth with the slack hand but the hand of the diligent maketh rich so you don't want to have a slack hand and, and budgeting can help with that okay because you're gonna you're gonna understand where your money's at you're gonna understand where it goes you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a grasp on what's going on there um, so the next one's having a false balance. Proverbs 11. And verse 1, it says, A false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. So when you, have a, when you put a budget together for your money, um, it can, really, it can really highlight areas where you might have a false balance, okay? Uh, we'll see on the, the chart there, there's, uh, <clears throat> it says it has percentages on it. It kind of gives you a rough, real rough idea on percentages of, of where your budget is at, on what areas you spend money on. And so as we, which we're going to detail this, we're going to kind of detail this stuff out here in a few minutes, uh, but it can show you, you know, if you calculate the percentages, you don't have to, you can if that gets you excited, I guess, um, but, <clears throat> but you can still see where your money's going. You can put it down on paper, you can see where it's going, and you can get a pretty good picture if it's, uh, if you have a false balance there. Um, it's really an indication of where you're putting your uh, place in your time, talents, and treasures. So, all right, so the next, next thing that a budget can help with is <clears throat> hasty spending. If you turn to Proverbs 21. twenty-one five says, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteous, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. The interesting thing I like about that verse is it says, the thoughts of the, the, thoughts of the diligent. That's one of the differences between somebody that's diligent and somebody that's hasty, is that the hasty, there's no, in, there's no talk of thought. You know, it just happens. <clears throat> And when you're diligent and you put a budget together, it can help you identify when you're being hasty. So sometimes when you put a budget together, you miss stuff, okay? That happens. But you can also put a budget together and it can outline what you intend to spend money on for the month. And then when you go to spend money on something else, it can at least make you stop for a minute and say, okay, am I being hasty here? Do I need this this month? Is this something that I, that I should buy? Do I, have, do I have money available for this? It makes you kind of think about it for a few minutes before you, spend, before you just grab it. Because when, when your money's just flowing out, 
and you're used to that, that's the habit that you're in, it's, it's a lot easier to just say, well, I, you know, I need that too. Okay, I'm gonna grab, I'm gonna grab that. Um, <clears throat> so putting a budget together helps you against hasty spending. Um, and it says if you're diligent, you're gonna tend only to plenteousness, okay? And so remember, Proverbs aren't promises, okay? They're, they're Proverbs, okay? And so it does just, if you are diligent, it doesn't mean that you're gonna be plenteous, okay? But it does tend to being plenteous. So it's, you're more likely to be plenteous than if you're hasty, okay? Is the context there, so. <clears throat> All right, the next one's evil. Proverbs 22, three. And really, I just picked out, I mean, there's, there's a lot more verses on this stuff. These were some of the more um, pointed ones, I thought. So Proverbs 22, verse three, says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Again, we want to be prudent. So a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Somebody that's prudent, <clears throat> and when you're talking finances, when you're, when you're putting a budget together, when you're, when you're being purposeful in where you spend your money, it can really help you see evil coming. You can see evil coming, you can plan for it. Um, a prudent person, someone that's cautious, they're practically wise, uh, and they're looking out, you're looking out to the future. So you think about, you know, if, if, you're, if your thoughts are this month, how am I gonna plan for this month? Where's my money gonna go this month? What it does is it also then tends to drive you into thinking about next month, because you'll think, what am I gonna spend in this month? Okay, I can't spend this in this month. What am I, okay, something's <laughs> gonna have to go to next month, okay? <clears throat> and then it can also push you out even into the further where you think, start thinking, okay, well, I'm going to need a car, right? My budget right now isn't going to support a car. So rather than get caught in a bad situation where you, you've got to go out and finance a vehicle and you don't have money to pay for that vehicle, then you get into, now I got to pay this loan on this car, which generally aren't they're not real bad interest rates, but you can get caught in bad interest rates if you don't have real good credit and you're asking somebody to co-sign for you. It's evil. It's stuff that's just going to add stress on your life and add a weight and a burden on your life that Christ doesn't want you to have. And, and <clears throat> a, a budget is not going to completely prevent that, but the better you get at it and, and the, the, the more diligent you are, the more wisdom you have in your, your finances, the more you can avoid that stuff and avoid that evil. Um, so you can see it coming. Uh, the next one's having no defense against financial attacks. Kind of similar, but Proverbs 25, 28. <clears throat> All right, 2528 says, He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. If you don't have rule over your own spirit, you're like a city that's broken down and without walls. And if you're a city without walls, what's going to happen? 
you're going to get attacked. Okay, you're the, you're the easiest person, the, the city to come take over. Okay, so if you don't have walls, you're going to get attacked. And, and Proverbs here says, um, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down. Again, that money just flowing out of your bank account, um, not really taking a lot of consideration for it. Um, and it may be, maybe some places, some parts of your money you're, you're really good with, and that's great, but there's, maybe there's other areas where you're, where you're not. But um, the more rule and control we have over our, our spirit, the more defense we can have against those, those attacks. And that, you know, like how that practically plays out is if, is, is if um, this is our bank account, if it's all the way down here, almost empty, and then all of a sudden something comes along like this where you gotta take a bunch of money out, you're in trouble, right? What are you gonna do? Now, if you have a little bit of wiggle room in there, to where when you have an unexpected expense come, you can still cover that and then you give some time to, to recover from it. And so that's where, um, when you start talking about good financial decisions, the first thing you should always do is save up $1,000. You, you should have at, you should work towards having a minimum of $1,000 in your bank account so that you can cover those things because what you can do is you can get yourself in this perpetual cycle of having to go to a credit card, having to do this, having to do that, and you just, it just continues to build up, build up. You get yourself into a cycle. <clears throat> and so um, the thing is, is okay, somebody gives you $1,000 for some amazing gift for some reason. Awesome, you throw it in your bank account, I'm protected, right? No. You need a you need a really you need a budget. Otherwise, that where's that thousand bucks gonna go? I know where it's been for me in the past, and all of a sudden you turn around and it's it's gone, and it can go quick. Nowadays, a thousand dollars, that sucker can fly out the window in no time. <clears throat> so you got to have a defense, and a budget can help with that. That's the one. I, this one I liked. Uh, uh, Proverbs twenty-seven. 23. <clears throat> All right, it says, um, what? Yep, 27, 23. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks and look well to thy herds. Uh, for, the, for riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation. <clears throat> this thought of being, be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks. If you go back to Genesis 33, 13, which we don't have to, um, it's talking about overdriving your flocks. So like back in the day, in, in Bible time there, they were, their riches were in their cattle and their, that they're, and their animals that they're bringing with us, their sheep and all that, that they're bringing with them all the time. And what it says is if, if you don't know the state of your flocks, if you don't understand where, how many young you have, uh, how long they've driven, you've driven them, how long they've traveled, if they eaten, if they not eaten, if they had water, if, they, if, they, if you don't understand all that, what you can do is drive them too hard. And then it actually says that you can kill your entire flock off because the, the young die first, 
because they aren't able to uh, they aren't able to keep up and yeah thanks Jim <clears throat> they aren't able to keep up and and get water and stuff like that so same thing with the with the budget you know you're able to know the state of your flocks understand where your money's at and then uh, make better decisions okay <clears throat> so now on to creating your monthly budget okay so again this isn't rocket science it's mostly just simple math and I'm gonna not stand up here and tell you that I'm an expert on this because I am absolutely not an expert there's probably people in here that are much better at this than me and Shannon it's 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 a challenge okay but um, it's the concept is simple and uh, you just got to get you got to start you just got to start and do it so if you look at your sheet don't get overwhelmed <clears throat> I got some simple steps um, and so here's here's another interesting thing we're gonna start talking about budgeting somebody uh, somebody mentioned how do you know if you're financially ready to get married start talking about this stuff with your girlfriend and talk about hey what you know what are you what are your spending how do you like to spend money what you know what are you doing for for expenses this this month you know talk talk through some of that financial stuff and what your viewpoints are and maybe help each other put a budget together and you'll have an idea because the thing is is it's not like it's not like you have to have this much money or you can't have this much debt to get married that's not what it is is you you, you just have to understand where you're each at and what's going on and make a decision for yourselves what if if you're ready to get married and so just really that communication and just having conversations about that stuff in general will uh will help you know where you're at there so step one is write down your monthly income after taxes all right actually i said after taxes it's i write i would suggest writing down before taxes because uh my suggestion is is that you you tithe off of that first okay we'll look at that in coming weeks a little closer too but first choice would be to put your 10% there off of that off of that before tax okay then but I will say with 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 tithing you do have to take care of yourself and your family first okay um, there's no hard fast rule that you have to tithe but it's really important and you're gonna miss out on a lot if uh, if you don't aren't faithful in in that area and again we'll talk about that more next next week so um, <clears throat> so you write down your income before taxes write down your tithe and this top part is this is all the mandatory expenses you know if you live with your parents and they aren't making you pay some kind of housing or something for the utilities or something like that that's awesome if you have these expenses you want to put them down these are things that no matter what happened at the end of the month you got to pay them okay you would think food would be that but I throw some of that stuff down here because you've got a lot more wiggle room on food what you're gonna eat what you're not gonna eat okay 
these are more discretionary spending categories that you can, that amount you spend each month can go up and down a lot. <clears throat> so you put your tithe down, housing, utilities, you know, if you have any medical expenses, uh, your car insurance, um, maybe car service if you have to, um, minimum payments on your debt is, is another one that um, you, you always want to try to pay your minimum payments on your debt at a, at a minimum. I guess that's why they're called minimum payments. But, you know, sometimes people think they're optional. Um, <clears throat> they're not. They're not. Um, and so cell phone, that one to me could go either way. But um, it's not, it doesn't have to be super perfect. Just make a decision, throw it on there, and it's good. And you notice I didn't put any cents over here. Like, if you're, if, if you want to put the cents on there, you can. I like to work in simple numbers like that. You could even, I could have made this 380, 210, 150, and just worked in tens. Whatever works for you, okay? is good and I agree you you should probably round up if you're gonna do that that'll that'll help you um, in the end but <clears throat> write all those down then you subtract out what you got left which is this here so this person makes twenty five thousand dollars a year which uh, could be a lot more or less than you make but just as an example income before taxes income after taxes is the sixteen hundred dollars per month all these expenses come out of that $1,600. Okay, we get down to 591. Then the next step is to look at your discretionary spending. And you write those things down. And these are, these are buckets. They're on, the, they're on your uh, sheet there. Um, you can break them down further if you want. Um, or you could combine them. I wouldn't combine them too much more than this because then when your buckets get too subjective, then you could just you can just throw whatever you want in there. Entertainment even to me is kind of, uh, you know, but there wasn't a lot of money there. So groceries, 325, clothing, 50 bucks, uh, gas, 85, gifts. You know, this is one that, this is one for years that always got us. Like, Oh, I mean, we know people's birthdays are coming. They're the same month every year, but some reason, for some reason come August, yeah, August, like we have like 30 birthdays from August through the end of November, early December. It's like, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you're literally gotta put hundreds of dollars away per month for all these birthdays. I'm like, holy mackerel, but you gotta, that's where that evil's coming, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not that the birthday's evil, but just think about that. How stressful is that? It's like you get to a spot and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have any money, but I want to give my sister a birthday present. You know, that sucks if you're like, oh, I can't do that, I, I forgot, you know, or I don't have money at all, so it's good to budget that stuff. Um, <laughs> yep, gas, yep, gifts, entertainment, and then eating out um, should all be in categories, okay? You add all that stuff up, subtract it out from this amount that you have here, and you got, this person has $41 left. Okay, yeah. Um, so I just noticed that you don't have any like, savings up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, this is, 
<clears throat> Again, this is all, so it's different for every person. That's a great, that's a great point. I had some categories in here with zero. I just threw those in for reference. Um, this person also has minimum payments of debt of $150 a month too. So um, <clears throat> in this case, if this person doesn't have $1,000 in their savings account, what should they do with this 41 bucks? Put it in their savings account, okay? Pay the minimum amount, put this in your savings account, okay? <clears throat> What this, other, what this person could also do, so if you go um, <clears throat> through the steps there, we got right down all the other expenses. Okay, what's left? This is what's left here. We got 41 bucks left. Then there's these three, rebalance, reevaluate, and repurpose. Okay, you wanna rebalance, which is talking about that false, false, false balance or if you missed, messed something up, you know what I mean? If you put your budget together, you could have forgot, you scan over it a few times, oh shoot, I guess I do have gifts. I got some gifts I gotta bring out this, this month. So you might erase that and, well shoot, I only got 21 bu or 41 bucks. I guess I'll throw the 40 bucks in there and make it 65 or whatever. Just, just rebalance, rebalance that, okay? Then you can reevaluate. Okay, well, if I put my 40 bucks in there, I got nothing remaining. Do I want to not have any money left over this month? No, I'd really like to have some money left over. So then you gotta look at it and you think, okay, well, what can I give on? I'm gonna look in the discretionary spending section first. What can I give on this month to make up this difference? <clears throat> Groceries, eating out, entertainment, I mean, clo clothing, you know, maybe it's like, well, you know, maybe I'll go over to Plato's closet and I'll knock this down to 20 bucks. You know what I mean? I don't like Plato's closet, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was, yeah, I do like it actually. That's pretty much, yeah, anyways, consider that. Or, or you're going to go to, you know, Target instead of the mall to shop. I don't know, but you, the point is, is that you're gonna reevaluate that stuff and decide what you're gonna cut and you're gonna end up with more money, more money at the end with the purpose of putting it in, putting it in savings, okay? And then that's where the repurpose, the repurpose comes in is whatever money you have left, that's where depending upon where you're at in your financial journey is where that money's gonna go. $41, $41, first off is going to go to your $1,000 savings account. Once you get up to $1,000, then that money goes to your minimum payments on debt, okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but it should be the lowest amount, lowest debt amount that you have to get that thing paid off as quick as possible, okay? <clears throat> so that's where this remaining money, you're gonna decide where it's gonna go. It could be savings. If you don't have any minimum on debt, you could say, okay, I'm gonna put that towards my car, or I'm gonna save, I see the evil coming of my student loans, okay? They're evil, it's coming. If you got student loans, they will come and they will bite you if you don't get them paid off in the right amount of time, okay? And so you can prepare for that, you can, put, you can start putting money away for that, or, um, 
whatever else you need to purchase in the future. Even something as simple or something as simple as a cell phone. I just threw mine off of a five-story building. Yep, it didn't live, surprisingly enough. So um, how much do phones cost nowadays? They can be a lot of they could be a lot of money. Fortunately, we're I, it made it two years, so now I got to figure out what I'm doing. They're still going to try to make me finance a phone, but the I, ideal thing would be to just have some money saved because you want a new cell phone. Okay, so that's that's quick. That's a quick rundown. Okay, you for sure can ask questions. Find out find out who's good at budgeting. You can talk with them. Your parents probably have some experience in that too. Um, and so you can, you can work through that. And here's the thing, it doesn't have to be perfect. You gotta start though. You have got to start. And I promise you, you'll get the end of the, that first month and you'll go, well, if I feel like this was a waste of time, you know, because I screwed everything up, you know, but it's okay. Cause the next month you won't forget a little bit more then you won't forget a little bit more and then you know you'll start getting it'll start clicking for you and now is the time to do it because you only have yourself to worry about when you have multiple people pulling from the same bank account it's just different you know so if you get in those good habits beforehand then uh what shannon's laughing yeah <clears throat> it's it, it's good to get into it's good to get into those habits now She's not. Oh, she's absolutely not a. She's absolutely not a spender. We do, yeah. Very thankful for Shannon's, yeah, spending. So. Yeah, two to three. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't remember last time we went to the mall. <laughs> Anyways, um, so here's okay. So this is you can write it down on paper. Whatever, whatever works for you, do it. Write it down on paper, write it in crayon, write it on a chalkboard. I don't care what you do, but you gotta write it, you, you, you gotta document it, okay? Here's some other options. If you don't like writing, uh, on your paper you got Mint. Mint is actually what we use. It's, it's free, it's uh, tied in with in, Intuit, which is Quicken and like QuickBooks, Tech, whatever, all those things. It's pretty good, it's, it's, it's secure. Um, it's automatic and it's, it's free and it can actually link to your bank accounts and if you have a credit card, it can generally link to those and it downloads all your spending onto, the, onto it and all you gotta do is move it to your categories, okay? So it's, it's pretty easy, it works really well. Every dollar is similar, um, but to get it to link to other accounts, it's, it's a little, you gotta pay a small fee. Um, but which you would have to put in the budget, yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, I should have put a line in here for the missions trip and put that forty-one dollars to that, right? Um, and so, yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So those are some options, and uh, and and really, here's the other. Here was the thing that I didn't understand with budgeting too. Is I'm like, well, I set my budget for the whole year. Like I'm gonna spend the exact same thing every month in every category. 
No, it's not like that. And you're, if, if you get halfway through the month, and it's fluid, this stuff's fluid. The good thing is, is you have it here, and like with the Mint, the Mint app, if come halfway through the month, uh, we forgot some expense, I can increase one budget and lower the other one, and it tells you what your total spend is for the month, okay? And so that's the thing is if you get halfway through the month, you should, if you have to buy two gifts or if you act, end up going out to eat two or three times and you go over your 40, you should take the 15 bucks extra and you, should t you gotta find where you're gonna take it out. Because what's gonna happen at the end of the month if not? You're, you're gonna be empty and you're gonna be wanting to use a credit card. And that's not gonna be, that's not gonna be good. So, <clears throat> and if you are though, that's the thing is if you have to, you have some expense you can't cover, then at least you know, hey, I was less 50 bucks this month, then I, I, that means I'm gonna have to spend almost 50 bucks, month, 50 bucks less the next month to break even. So you can see how real quickly you can get yourself into debt if you end up 100 bucks short on the end of the month. And here's the thing is, especially when you're working off of credit cards, like you, you may not even realize this until like two or three statement balances come. And then three months later, you're not just $100 in the hole, you're $400 in the hole. And it, it adds up quick. So you gotta budget this stuff. It's, it's being diligent, it's being prudent, it's being wise. <clears throat> and so, okay, the next part here, we won't read out through all these, but um, what if you got to the end of your month, your uh, end of your month here, and every month you're minus a hundred dollars? What's that? <clears throat> you're, you, you may be doing something wrong. Yeah, you're probably doing something wrong. Sometimes you can't, you know, I mean, if you got a lot of debt that you worked yourself into, I mean, it's, it can happen, okay? So that's where you need to uh, <clears throat> move on to these things, all right? What do you do for additional income? Number one thing, you got to go to Luke chapter 3, verse 14. <clears throat> this is this is key. Luke chapter 3 verse 14 it says and the soldiers likewise demand of him saying and what shall we do and he said unto them, Do no violence to no man, neither accuse any falsely, and be content with your wages. Okay? Your financial situation cannot make you bitter with your boss, with your job, that you don't get paid enough. Okay? Here's the thing. You don't pick how much you get paid, right? Unless you own your own company. And even then, you don't technically pick how much you get paid in most cases, okay? You don't, get, you don't pick how much you get paid, all right? Your employer picks how much you get paid. What you pick is how hard you work and where you work. Those are your choices, okay? 
And you will ruin your testimony so quickly by being bitter about your wages at work, okay? If you feel wronged or slighted or anything like that, you need to check yourself, okay? Because you have the opportunity to leave and there's, God wants you to be content. You need to be content. You cannot be bitter. And, and I see it all the time with people at work. That, and you know, what it, you know what it boils into? Oh, well, I'm not getting paid enough. Well, I deserve this. And then it turns into stealing and we justify it like it's not stealing because I you know, deserve this because I'm not getting paid enough. And it, 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 it's a quick way to ruin your testimony. <clears throat> and don't do it. it there's, there's no need to, okay? Budget, get your finances in order. If you're not making enough, find an, get another job, figure it out. Cut your expenses down, eat ramen noodles for a week. I don't care. It's far better than stealing from your employer. I'll tell you that much. Okay. <clears throat> so, and that's, I got, I guess I got to go on to James. James chapter three. <clears throat> they go together pretty good. And don't get me wrong. Everybody feels that way at some point or another. Okay. It, it does happen. You just got to watch out because you, what, when it, it, it turns into bitterness and serious dissatisfaction, it, it really is a problem. Now, you got me thinking I'm not finding that. Okay. So, James chapter 3, uh, 11 through 14, it says, uh, Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree... My brethren, bear olive berries either, a vine, figs. So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Uh, <clears throat> Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conscience his works with meekness of wisdom. And then, uh, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruits of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So... <clears throat> You can't, that fountain that sends forth the same place, sweet water and bitter, it can't happen. When you're bitter with your job, you're not going to be a, you're not going to have a good testimony. You're not going to be a good example to people because it's going to show in what you do. Okay. <clears throat> so don't be bitter. All right. The next, next thing, or probably even more important than that, definitely more important than that is seeking the Lord in prayer. Okay. If you don't have enough money, you end up with with a negative amount in your bank account every, every month. God doesn't want you to be in that situation. Remember, he's your heavenly father, okay? He wants to help you, okay? It's not about just blessing you with more money, but he wants to help you. He can help you change your heart attitude about spending. He can help you see things in a different way, or he can help you find another opportunity to make more money. But the key is, is that he wants to answer your prayer and he's there for you. So you need to reach out to him. 
Um, then we got some other, some other good examples. You talk about uh, Proverbs 6.6, 6, that's the consider the ant, consider their ways, be self-motivated, be diligent to work. Um, the, the ant, nobody's the ant's ruler. The ant just goes out and does its job and it prepares for the winter, okay? It doesn't have to be told by anybody else. So you wanna be self-motivated at your job. You want more income, you need to go over and above in the job that you have, okay? We're gonna skip down to Luke 17, 10. Uh, turn to Luke 17, 10. Is that me or is it smoking hot in here? Why, somebody, I mean, if you're hot, you can more, you're welcome to, you feel good? Welcome to turn it down a little bit. We're almost done here anyways, but. Um, yeah, Luke 17, 10. This, this, I love this verse. It says, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty, okay? You need to have this viewpoint when you're at work, okay? Remember, we're not working for ourselves. We're working for the Lord. We want to have a good testimony. If you get to the end of the day and you think, I've done my job. If you want more money, if you want more income, if you want to be more value to your employer, enough value that they're going to want to give you more money or give you new opportunities, you need to do more than just what you've been told. Because if you do more, if you just do what you've been told, then you're going to get paid the wage that you're getting paid. Okay, so you really want to go over and above, and that's going to give you those opportunities to to make more money with your current employer, and get more experiences, more opportunities that are just going to prepare you for the next job that you have, or for that next job interview that you might have. So you want to go over and above, over and above in those things. Uh, love not sleep. Uh, it says, if you love sleep, you can come to poverty. Okay, I, don't get me wrong, I like to sleep. But you get, the, you get the point, you get the picture. Some people would rather sleep than make money and just not worry about, not worry about it. If you get into a situation when you're, you're negative, you need to consider, you know, if you gotta get a second job, you might have to lose a little bit of sleep, okay? And, and the, the goal here is if you, get, if you get super focused on this and you really find areas to ratchet things down, you can knock things out. I mean, there's stories of people that pay off $70,000, $80,000 in just a couple years on, they're, they're hardly even making that much money themselves in a year. It's crazy because what they do is they get very focused diligent on their budget. They know exactly where all their money's going. And I mean, the point isn't to let this rule your life either. We talked about mammon. Like some people can get into budgeting so much that it's like, yeah, I'm gonna budget and I can't, I can't spend that dollar on a pack of gum for whatever reason, because it's not in my budget, okay? You worry about mammon creeping in there, okay? And ruling, ruling your life and you can get very hard and rigid and that stuff, that's, that's also wrong, okay? <clears throat> uh, work with your hands. There's some good ver verses there. Um, it says, if you work with your hands, you're going to lack, uh, you may have lack of nothing. 
And that, that really just, and then also not only if you work with your hands, you're gonna have lack of nothing, but if you work with your hands, you're gonna have an overabundance, okay? That just really speaks to you doing the work, getting in there, not being afraid to do work. Take some extra hours at work if you can. Um, you know, you got school, you got church. Um, look for other opportunities is the next one. Uh, walking circumspectly. To me, when you're looking for other opportunities <clears throat> for work, it's really just having your head up, being aware of what's going on. Walking circumspectly when you're looking for another job. What you don't want to do is be hasty and quit your job because you're upset and then be walking around for a month looking for a job. It is, it's much easier to find a job if you are currently working. When you're interviewing people, if you still have a job, I don't know why it is, but people that are, it, it's easier to get a job, okay? Sometimes you get in those situations, you, you don't have a choice, you're out of job. But the thing is, is it, if you're interviewing to somebody and you're like, you're like, well, why'd you leave your last employer? Your last employer? They always ask that question. They aren't stupid. I mean, you, you, when you're interviewing somebody, you can tell they got fired or they left because they were pissed off about something. It's just, it, and it's hard, it comes across in the, in the interview. So you wanna be content with what you have. If you're not content and you're consistently not content, then look for another job. It's okay, okay? Look for another job, but don't just leave the job that you're at if, if you can. Don't leave the job that you're at until you find another job because <clears throat> that's also going to absolutely demolish your budget. <laughs> and so uh, the other danger in this is you've got to you got to watch for the false balance. You know, sometimes you can take two, three jobs, try to take all this side work, all this stuff to make more money, and then you're like, "Yeah, well, I'm not going to come to church anymore because I got too much I'm working too much." Okay? You got a false balance if, if that's the case. Um, sometimes you got to work, okay? It's life. Sometimes you got to work. God doesn't require us to be at church every single time the doors open, okay? But you need to be prudent. You need to be wise. You need to be walk circumspectly because what can happen if you take, you knowingly take a job that says, I will never have the opportunity to come to church on. Sunday ever again. I can promise you it will affect your spiritual life a lot. Now, not, maybe somebody's miraculous and there are people that are awesome and they can work through that stuff. But I would say the vast majority can't and it's gonna affect your spiritual life, it's gonna affect your walk with God. So you still have to be, although you're looking for, for more money, even a, some awesome opportunity like, my gosh, I'm gonna make so much more money but I don't, I won't, I'll miss church on Sundays. Who's given you that opportunity? It's a question whether it's not God. You know, most likely it's, it's Satan trying to lure you away. And so you got to look, well, you got to work both angles. Look, for your, look at your income and then look at your budget. <clears throat> so applications, you need, a, you need to understand your income in expenses. How much money's going into your pitcher? How much money's coming out of your pitcher? You need to take time to do that. And if you need help with it, ask for help, okay? You can, you can, you can work through that stuff. 
with people. I'd be welcome to talk with you about it. I'm sure there's other people uh, in your family that you might be more comfortable with talking your finances about. But you get help. Don't be afraid to ask for help because what you don't want to do, you can get into situations where you're, it takes five or ten years to get out of debt. Okay? And you just don't want to have that burden. Just don't be prideful about it. Ask for help. If you're not good at that stuff, you're not good at math or whatever it is, it doesn't connect, it doesn't click for you, it's okay. You got to just ask for help. And then use your budget to see areas where you're weak and prepare for the future. So once you get that foundation of setting a budget, then use it to your advantage to just really see where, where you have opportunities to grow. Because the goal here would be get all this stuff under control so that you have an abundance so that this 10% here, it, that's not a stretch anymore for you, okay? That it's, then you're free to give when you hear missionaries need money, when your friend wants to go to Mexico, but they're here with this huge debt, but they really want to go and you have the opportunity to help them, okay? To set yourself up for, uh, you know, marriage relationship, to not come in with a bunch of debt, because it's a, it's a, it can be a huge burden, and there's lots of couples that end up getting divorced over debt and problems. And, <clears throat> and so it's just it's prudent and it's wise to get this stuff under control. So um, I meant to have some more time for questions, but we're pretty much out of time. So um, I don't know. We can see you after class. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, our plan isn't to go anywhere for a while. So, you know, just, uh, I mean, never mind. We're going to be in the ministry for a while. So <laughs> we'll be here. So as you get into this stuff, uh, and you, if you have questions, feel free to ask. So as usual, Tim, would you mind closing in prayer? Father, thank you so much for these, uh, these things that we covered tonight, Lord. Um, Incredibly important. I myself was someone who was who had slack hands, did not have a good grip on money, and 